With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Little road trip today, live from the Kohl Center in Madison, Wisconsin. The Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, live and direct. You can uh, stream us at foxsportsradio.com. You may already be doing that. You're like, dude, why are you telling me how to? No, I'm just saying, like, if you, you're in your car and you pop in the house, like, oh, or you can download the iHeartRadio app. And take us with you wherever you go. We really appreciate it. A uh, little college basketball game tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the radio duties for, for Compass, Wisconsin. Get old, stay old. I'll explain kind of what that means. And the, the, change in, the change in college basketball and what it means for college football and the comparisons, the contrast of it. I'll get to it a little bit later on in the show. I, I, have, I have a bunch of NFL stuff for you. A bunch. And not just the, the coaching hires, but also... Like, I don't know if everybody realizes what this weekend could well become. Plus, my thoughts on Lamar Jackson and uh, Colin Cowherd talking about the pressure that Lamar Jackson is under to perform this weekend as they get another shot at the Tennessee Titans who took them down last year in Baltimore. Man, I just, there's a lot of things to discuss. But, but I want to start with this, that there are, and again, this is from Pro Football Talk, PFT, rumors are circulating and we've already heard from multiple different people. By the way, that's redundant. Multiple people, different people. That's redundant. That uh, Deshaun Watson has quietly broached with teammates about the possibility of requesting a trade. All right, here's, here's my take on Deshaun. Now, you guys have heard me 
point out that as much as we all like Deshaun Watson, this is like it's like the Alex Smith story. Like, look, the Alex Smith playing football again after 17 surgeries on a leg that some believe he could have lost, especially considering all the other things in his career, like Alex Smith, seven offensive coordinators in the first seven years in the National Football League, right? Number one overall pick instead of Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers grew up in Northern California dreaming of playing for the Niners, like all of those things. And Alex Smith, like he finally made it in San Francisco. They went to an NFC Championship game. It wasn't his fault that they lost to the Saints. It was... Actually, their return man, two fumbles on two different returns. He played well. The next year, he's got Kaepernick behind him. You didn't hear boo. There's no complaining from him. He actually had a perfect game uh, QBR-wise in Arizona. Then he gets hurt, a concussion, and never gets his job back. Goes to Kansas City where he makes them a playoff team. But, again, his ceiling, their ceiling, they couldn't win a playoff game. They draft... Uh, Pat Mahomes, who only starts one game, he mentors Mahomes. They trade him to D.C. You never hear a word from Alex Smith in terms of the negative. He goes to the now Washington football team, where at the time when he got hurt, they were in first place. Like it, it is one of the things that we didn't discuss about Jay Gruden. Like They signed him to a long-term deal because he was sought. Like He's a guy that can get you to the playoffs. So then he gets hurt, devastating injury, comes back. And I, I love the story he's back. He's not a good quarterback anymore. Alex Smith was a great athlete, and now he's he's as immobile as Tom Brady is through no fault of his own, right? He just You have a mangled leg. He's always been a check-down guy, and now if you come at him with – and he's got a bad calf, like all of these things. So my, my point is you can love Alex Smith the man, love Alex Smith the story, and then on some level admit he's not a very good quarterback anymore. I, I, there's a similar conversation to be had with Deshaun Watson. So when I say like, hey, I'm not buying the Deshaun Watson hype, it's not that I don't like Deshaun Watson. I think he's amazing. He's a great college player. And we have a, lot, we have a tough time coming off the college thing. We just do, right? Whether it was Tebow in football, and I'm not saying he's Tebow. I'm just making the parallel in terms of an all-time great college player is not – necessarily a viable pro player. We do it in the in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony is the, the, the easiest parallel. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony never won a national championship in college. We never we wouldn't have called him ever a winner because he hadn't won anything. Anything. The sports are, are very, very different. Very dissimilar. The similarity is, you know, that the ball goes through the hoop and the length and the size of the court. That's about it. So had Deshaun Watson not won in college, you know, with Clemson, where he put them over the top, like they were competitive to a point with various quarterbacks in college. You get Deshaun Watson, he gets hurt one year, he comes back, and his last year he puts it all together and they win a national championship. What's interesting about Deshaun Watson is, and look, I mean, there's lots of things about Jameis Winston which you could easily not like, Jameis Winston won a national championship and had the game-winning drive. Like, he, But people don't call Jameis Winston a winner. So Deshaun goes to Houston. As an, and I, as I pointed out, their record is essentially the same. It's off by like one game or something in terms of the four years before he got there and the four years since he's been there. In the playoffs, they're one and two. They were one and two in the four years before he got there. Now, I'm not saying that, that Matt Schaub, the previous quarterback, is anywhere in the conversation of the talent level of Deshaun Watson. But if the object, and the, the object is to win football games and the proving point for who are the great ones are to win games, like where is the, where is the discernible difference? And as I've also pointed out, you can tell me you don't think that they got the right weapons or payment in return for DeAndre Hopkins. That's fair. My counter to that is, well, then how the hell did he lead the league in passing yards if he doesn't have anybody to throw to? You may not like everything Bill O'Brien did, but if you actually take a look, everything that he did, every single thing that he did, okay, was for was for Deshaun Watson to be successful. What what are you 
and how do we support what you are and make bring out the best in you? He drafted Titus Howard in the first round. That was the best guard in the draft. He traded for the best young tackle in the league and locked him up long term. He tried to surround Deshaun Watson with as many different options. Like, look, do you have to like all of their guys? And could you say from uh, David Johnson, who's oft injured, to you, know, you pick out wide receiver, they all have marks against them, and most of them are they get hurt. But the idea was, let me just give him a bunch of dudes and a good offensive line. Knowing that Deshaun Watson's reputation in the NFL is that uh, he's strong, he's tough, he's not as athletic as he used to be because he's had two ACLs, but he is athletic, uh, he is smart, but he holds the ball a little bit too long. You've got to give him a good offensive line, you've got to give him guys that can go make plays, and, and he'll find them. Like, they did everything to build this thing around him. And what's amazing about it, what's really remarkable about it is, kind of like James Harden, there's there's a Yiddish, Yiddish word, chutzpah, right? It takes a lot of chutzpah. It takes some balls to go like, hey, if I don't get my way and get the coach that I want, I'm out. Even though everything that has been done to this organization has been to allow me to personally be successful. Does anybody else see the problem with that? <laughs> we paid you more money than anybody not named Pat Mahomes. We revamped our offensive line because you hold the ball too long. We tried to get you as many different options to throw the football to, and you were successful at it. We didn't win, and we'll take the blame off your shoulders, but look, we're trying to patch other holes that are harder to patch because of all the money that we rightfully paid you. Nobody's saying he's not worth that money, but with that comes the, hey, man, you got to hang with us here. It's kind of hard when Rick Smith is the one that kind of seemed like he screwed up. Like the, they, had, they, had, uh, they had a tremendous left tackle, didn't want to play for the franchise because of uh, the old McNair's comments about you know, inmates running the prison. You got all these different factors at play. It, it, it's, it always strikes me. There's a certain college element to it as well, where college athletes do this, where coach gets fired, coach gets fired, and before the new coach coaches them in one practice, they're like, I'm out. Deshaun Watson's coach got fired. A coach that helped him become a star, and by some people's estimation, a superstar. And before they name the new head coach... Before he meets with him, he leaks to the media, hey, you know, if this doesn't go my way, I'm out. By the way, things that didn't go quarterback's ways. Did you watch what happened with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Remember what happened? Matt LaFleur had only called plays for one year in Tennessee, and everybody had questions for it. And Aaron Rodgers clearly did not like the idea of, what do you mean I can't change the play to anything I want the line of scrimmage? What do you mean we're going to have this system in place? I'm the system. There was a battle of wills, absolute battle of wills. And what happened? Aaron Rodgers buys in. They tinker with some of the offense. They meet halfway. And in his second year with a coach that he didn't want, he's the MVP of the National Football League, and they have home field advantage throughout. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to win a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean that he's the only coach that could have achieved success. That doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers wasn't necessarily right to find another guy who's more experienced that he'd like more. It doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson doesn't. If, if he wants Eric Bieniemy, who hasn't been who hasn't been interviewed, you're allowed to want what you want. Okay? But the idea that I, I, I have to get my way is exactly what you think it is. It is immature, it is childish, and it is the opposite of the leadership that we're told Deshaun Watson brings to the table. It, even, even if you do want to be traded, right? Even if you do, you know what you don't do? You don't leak it to the press. That's what happened with Carson Wentz. He talked to people in the NFL, and they, they, they understand Carson Wentz is frustrated. They understand that Doug Peterson looks like on some level since his staff left because of their success and got better jobs, he, he appears to be over his head a little bit. But they always come back saying, like, you know, all of that may be true, but you know what Carson Wentz and his agent can't do? Can't leak to the, can't leak to the media, I want out.
You just can't do that. This is similar to Carmelo Anthony. The team is going to have to give up so much to get to get you, right? If you're going to trade for a Deshaun Watson, you're going to have to give up so much, you're not going to be a very good team once you get him because then you got to take on his salary. And it's like, it, this reminds me of the, the credit card. I just got a credit card from, I got talked into um, a credit card at a sports equipment store. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Um, I, I would not tell you which one it is, but it was... You know, Christmas time, and I'm buying gifts, and I'm like, hey, you know, you could save 60 bucks if you sign up for a credit card. I'm like, yeah, whatever, sure. And then, you know, like, I, I'm, I, I pay off all my credit cards, knock on wood, barring some, you know, uh, economic calamity. I pay them off in the first month so I don't pay interest. But I looked, and the interest is like 23.5% APR. Now, when I got the credit card in the mail, I immediately took a scissors and cut it up. Why? Because I read the fine print. And so many, the Deshaun Watsons, the world not reading the fine print. Hey, dude, when we sign you to this deal, it makes you almost untradeable. And even if we trade you and we swallow the poison pill of the dead cap money, it's going to chew up the cap and chew up the resource of whoever we trade you to. You sign that deal for more money outside of Patrick Mahomes which solidifies you're our quarterback for the next decade. And if you don't like it, fix it. Don't run to your friends and leak to the media. You want to be traded if you don't get your way. So, look, I, I understand how frustrating it might be to be a star player and to have an organization run in a way in which you don't agree. But sometimes it's what's best for you. Sometimes you let other people make the decisions and you just play football. And if you don't like it and you do have to get out, you know what you don't do? You don't leak it to teammates. You don't say nothing to nobody about nothing. Right? Just like Goodfellas. All right, coming up next. Um, there are reports that the Big Ten... And Ohio State want to move the national championship game. Why this should already be done. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're great, man. Hope you're doing really, really, really well. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's so interesting. Uh, Buyer, I'm in your home state of Wisconsin. And um, uh, obviously driving from O'Hare to Madison. It's a two-hour trip when there's no weather problems. There's no weather problems, whatever. So took a red eye. Passed out at the uh, airport Hilton, which is just a money pull by me, right? Uh, yeah, then, it's right there. Uh, well, it's right there plus like... I think it's like twenty five bucks extra. You get basically, basically, you get like almost like a two night stay. Okay, you know where you know it's like four thirty five in the morning, and then crash until ten, and then go get the car, and then drive and get a cup of coffee. And anyway, um, just really interesting on how you know. Look, parts of Wisconsin, as you know, are not going to change or slowly evolve over time, but on how travel has massively changed. But then you know, like within certain parts of. Illinois and Wisconsin, life as as very much normal. Cold winter, you know, you're covered up. The only difference is a face mask. And then, you know, then you come to an arena and it's empty and it's going to be empty for tonight's games. Like, just really interesting kind of the juxtaposition of of what what's happening and what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's fascinating to me. Sure, especially on that drive. Madison different than, you know, a lot of other parts of Wisconsin for sure. But, uh, yeah, even did you stop at the Belvedere Oasis on the way there? The... Uh, it's the one great thing about you know the the really the easy on and off uh, of the stops when you drive to Madison from Chicago. I stopped in Janesville. Oh, okay, sure. Janesville. That's about yeah, 20, yeah. 30 minutes south of Madison. Yeah. Yes, but I stopped in Janesville. I tried to make it the entire way, and then I, like at some point, I was like, you know, I haven't had coffee today. This is a disaster. I need to have coffee. <laughs> And that was great. Yeah. And uh, you know, where are we? January seventh. So classes wouldn't be in session yet. Uh, no, I have a, yeah. and and they've you know they've kids have been home since before Thanksgiving, sure. so it is. But I pulled into town, and as you would know, like, and you've obviously been here a bunch. Yeah, what do you? My see dorm when, is a block and a half away from where you are. When you put when you pull in to Madison and you cross over the lakes, right? Yes, you probably. What's do- there? On, what's on the left hand side? Uh, in the winter. On the on the left hand side. Of well, I'm just saying there's a guys ice fishing. ice fishing. Yeah. Yes. On Lake yes. Monona. Yeah. Yes. It's awesome. It's like oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in Madison. They're ice fishing. Just life is normal. It's a it's a it's a it's a was it take, Tuesday? J- yeah. yeah. Take John Nolan Drive. Is that yes. What you took? John yes. Nolan Drive. John Nolan Drive. You cry. You go past the fairgrounds, right? Which have they have their <laughs> own arena at the yeah. fairgrounds. Yeah. And then you go through, and then you go over that little bridge, and they're ice fishing off to the side. You can see the state capitol in the background. You're like, I'm I'm in. I'm in Madtown. There is they have yet to put up the Dan Byer statue though. <laughs> it's in the works. <laughs> 2023 expected that launch. Yes. D- D- Dan Patrick has been told um, and you can listen to the Dan Patrick show here on Fox Sports Radio in the mornings. Dan Patrick has been told that Ohio State has has been hit hard by COVID-19, especially the defensive line. The team is very close to the player availability li- uh, limit for Monday's National Championship game versus Alabama. Now the Buckeyes 
And Gene Smith basically said, you know, we're still ready to play. They're still ready to play. But the Big Ten Conference is advocating for Ohio State to be able to postpone the title game. Here, here's, my, here's my question. Okay. Why not? This is, it's the exact same thing that I said about Kevin Stefanski coaching from home. I, I understand that in a, normal, in a normal instance or during the regular season, even, you go like, hey, these are the rules. The rules are the rules. And I, I, I get that. I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you that rules aren't to be followed, that even the most arcane rules, if you don't like them, well, then in the offseason you try and change. We're in a pandemic Hey, we're in a pandemic, and in it, so this is a once-in-a-lifetime. I've, I've, there's lots of things I've experienced in my life, lots of things all of you. None of us have experienced this before. So it really is a once-in-a-lifetime event. And the thing that we have learned most is that people who are willing to, you know, people who are stuck in the, I've, this is what we've always done, and this is what we're always going to do. You've had, it's been a tough year for you. We played the NBA in a bubble. Okay, Did we have the two best teams? I don't think so. I don't think the Heat were close to the two best teams, and I don't think the Lakers not playing the Clippers was really the best basketball along the way. But it's the best that we could do. And the best that we can do is if Ohio State needs to postpone the game to Thursday or Friday, like it's not like you're displacing fans. One thing you're screwing up is Alabama's schedule and timeline. That's it. Their, their, their game prep. And, and that may not work for you in a normal year, but it's not a normal year. What, what is the point? We want to try, try and crown the truest champion. I, I can't see a way in which it's, it's reasonable, reasonable to not go like, hey, this year, let's, let, let's just move the game. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. He's a good friend of mine. We used to work at the same place. He still works at CBS. He's Will Brinson. He covers the National Football League. He does a great job of it. And, uh, Will, I got a bunch of things I want to get, get to, but uh, I, I, I said this Monday, and it's not like I, I'm gonna, I want people to credit me, but I've seen uh, on our network people get behind it. I've seen on ESPN people get behind it. Like, why not let Kevin Stefanski call the place from home? I don't, I don't understand. Wait, say, sorry, say again, Doug. I was assaulted by my dog. If you, uh, uh, wh- why not let Why not let Stefanski? Are you at home right now? I am at home right now. All right. Yeah, have I'm you trying left, to, I'm have you to, left your Have you left your home for work this year? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know that I have very much. Uh, uh, okay, if, if any. So, so the Stefanski thing, I think it boils down to. Basically, there are people in the NFL, co- other coaches who understand the circumstances, you know, first Browns playoff berth and forever, rookie head coach, the COVID situation. I mean, there's a ton of reasons why you would be able to let him get out there and coach, or, you know, coach from home and try to coordinate with his, uh, you know, with his, his other coaches and all that. I think the problem basically boils down to this, which is giving communications to the guys on the sideline who are actually coaching even if it's just with Stefanski at home and he's being monitored by like an NFL handler, you still open up the possibility of if the Browns wanted to do something untoward, they could, you know, have multiple communication devices down there. Nobody would be able to say, Oh, you can't have that. You can't have this. And they could easily be in contact with other people to gain a competitive advantage. And I think that's sort of the can of worms that the NFL is refusing to open up while also sort of leaning into the whole idea of, Hey, you know what? We got COVID. We are, you know, maybe you violated protocol. We are sorry. Tough beans, sort of like they did with the Broncos and, and the Browns previously. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let me let me get to something uh, near and dear to your heart. The Carolina Panthers <laughs> don't they they don't seem as all in on Teddy Bridgewater as maybe. Teddy Bridgewater was led to believe last year. Matt Rule, everybody likes him. There's going to be a lot of copycats of hiring a, a Matt Rule type. Um, he has basically one year left on his deal before they can they can get out of it with 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 minimal cash. Obviously, you know both of the top two quarterbacks grew up very close to the area. We everybody thinks we know what 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 Jacksonville's doing. Yeah. What, what do you think of the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation? Well, I think. I, so I think it's kind of interesting, Doug. I think they've actually put themselves in a spot that we're going to see maybe teams utilize more often. And it's, you know, they, they didn't want to tank. 
Matt Rule made that very clear. He said they want to win football games. And I think there's something to that, especially if you're a first-year head coach, because you know, all of a sudden you're you know, 1-15 and, and, and you're already on the hot seat. But you have a try-hard team like the Panthers did that's competitive, that wins some games early, and you come out of it with you know, giving a golf clap, like, all right, good effort. You know, we know this isn't the, the end product and all that. And with Teddy Bridgewater, you have a quarterback who allows you to, you know, you create a, uh, I don't know how high, the, how, how high the floor is with this particular Panthers team, but it's, it's growing. They're going to be higher next year. It allows you to kind of play with a floor at the position, and it doesn't force you into panicking into taking somebody in the draft that you might not be in love with. So now it's, all, it's also possible that they love Zach Wilson out of BYU. Or it's possible the Jets love Zach Wilson, and then all of a sudden Justin Fields is available to them at five. I think basically what it does by keeping Teddy Bridgewater around, it gives you more long-term options in terms of how you can proceed in the draft with the quarterback position. And it's tough to, it's tough to be able to do that because not every coach is given that opportunity. I think we saw it happen in San Francisco, right, where you know, they, they eventually traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. They had brought in Brian Hoyer to sort of be that bridge um, like Teddy Bridgewater for, you know, it sounds weird, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater is. And I think you'll see the Panthers, because Matt Rule has a long contract, because David Tepper is heavily invested in Matt Rule and believes in him and wants him to build a program, I think you will see the Panthers be kind of patient with the quarterback position, although maybe this year is the right time to grab one. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. It's, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Cam Newton, a guy you saw play his entire career in Carolina, uh, I, I don't I don't see a starting job for him. I, I just I don't he can't throw a football well enough. I mean that's really it's it's not any. I mean I, I thought he showed himself to be a warrior, to be a guy who tried to buy in, to be a guy who's willing to do all the little things it takes. But like at the end of the day, you got to be able to throw a football. And tell me I'm wrong. I mean I'd like to tell you that you're wrong, but he he, he didn't play very good quarterback last year. I also think it's a really tough circumstance, right? He is on a rebuilding Patriots team that has a ton of guys opt out. The defense falls apart. Um, you know, the, the weapons there. I mean, look, Jacoby Myers, I love Jacoby Myers. He's, he went to NC State. I'm a huge fan of Jacoby Myers. But he wasn't even the number one at NC State. And he's supposed to be the number one in New England for a rebuilding Patriots team. I, you know, it just seems like a tough spot. The tight ends, young guys. Uh, Demir Bird, you know, Julian Edelman's out. Demir Bird's your other wide receiver. To me, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a great environment for him, especially you having to pick up a new playbook from Josh McDaniels, who hadn't really had to teach a new playbook to anyone in New England other than Tom Brady since, you know, the friggin', you know, 2000s. So I think it was a really tough spot. I think Cam still has some good football left in him. But I also think if you bring in Cam to throw, you know, 500 times in a year and you don't have a bunch of, you don't have a good infrastructure around him at this stage of his career, it's just a tough ask. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to see because he, he would play to, at the peak when he was, you know, was in Carolina, 2015, and that MVP season. But what, what he, you know, watching him down the stretch against the, uh, for the for the Patriots was not a, it was not a, it was not a fun watch on a week to week basis. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was, it was painful on some level to watch. This is the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. We're catching up with with Will Brinson. Okay, let me let me start with uh, with some of the games this weekend. Um, you have Lamar and. You know, people are pointing out that he hasn't won a playoff game, and that, that's that's accurate. It, it's not even to me that they haven't won a playoff game despite, you know, two home games against wild card teams, right? That's So they were prohibitive favorites or, you know, uh, in, in both those games and lost both of them. But more than that, he didn't play well, right? Like, I, I don't, win or lose, like, he didn't actually play well. So it's, it's um, give me your sense. They're going to Tennessee. They've won five in a row, uh, though they've lost Ronnie Stanley. And their defense doesn't appear to be as good. They're taking on a team that dominated them last year in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on Baltimore, Lamar, the road game, the pressure at all? Yeah, no, I, look, that the, this is narrative street. I mean, and, and the street is wide because you had the Titans with back-to-back victories this season, the regular season, and then last year in the playoffs over Lamar and, and, and the Ravens. You have Lamar Jackson, who, as you point out, hasn't won a playoff game. On that front, I think it is hard. It's easy to forget that there was a point in time where we said that it was like Aaron Rodgers needs to win a playoff game. You know, Matt Ryan needs to win a playoff game. It's sort of a rite of passage for these NFL quarterbacks where if you don't win one out of the gates immediately, we start to question your bona fides in the postseason. For instance, if Josh Allen loses to the Colts 
uh, in that first game on Saturday and he doesn't play really well, I think people will start to ask that question about him too because it'll be back-to-back years with one and done in the playoffs. I think Lamar gets a unfair. I think it's a little unfair. I guess is my point, especially given how you know they ran into two hot teams the last two years of Lamar's playoff uh, stretches. Now, I think this game is right for a ton of points. Over unders at fifty four. Um, the Ravens are their offense is cooking and they're running the ball really well. J.K. Dobbins looks like a stud. We knew we knew he was a stud, but he's looking the part. Um, they kind of figured out how to refigure that offensive line after Stanley got knocked out. Lamar throwing the ball better and certainly running the ball more. Um, I don't know if you slow down Tennessee. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's been a top-ten quarterback basically for the last 18 months, and A.J. Brown is an absolute man-child. Derrick Henry is an unstoppable, you know, killing machine in the run game. So I think there's a bunch of points here. I, I tend to like whatever team gets up early just because – what you know, whichever team has the lead in this spot can really lean on you with a physical run game and start to break off bigger runs, and and it becomes tougher. It's tough for Lamar to come back. I think it's kind of tough for the Titans to come back, although they're obviously much better at it. I, I just think the Ravens get it done. I think their offense is working too well right now. I think I think the Titans have have no defense and no pass rush whatsoever. This is not last year's Tennessee team, and I, I think Baltimore finds a way and puts up a ton of points and wins this one. I don't know by, by a touchdown. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm with you. I like Baltimore this weekend as well. Um, I, I I think you know he, he's more than the inefficiency passing the football. I think he needs to not turn the football over. Right? He's had fumbles in yep. both the past two years in playoff games. Has to not fumble the football. And I also think that Baltimore has to try and stay true to who they are. If you get behind, don't start trying to wing it. That isn't who he is, right? Continue to do what you do and make them, make them stop you and, and allow Lamar to be Lamar, if you will. Um, I, I feel like it's a buy for Tampa. And, and this in no way is an indictment of the defensive front of the Washington football team. I think that is going to last for years. And what they're building is ultimately going to be a dynamic defense for the NFC to take notice. But, but Alex Smith, is, he can't do it. You know, between the calf and the mangled leg and, and, and some age and the lack of weaponry as well, I just I don't see a way in which Washington can score. And though I don't like Brady against the fierce pass rush, I do see them just get, trying to him trying to get rid of the football quickly and not lose the game I don't see it being competitive in Tampa. Do you? Well, it depends. You point out, you know, you see him getting, the ball, getting rid of the ball quickly. If, if he does, if Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich craft a game plan in which Tom Brady is getting the ball out of his hands quickly and underneath, um, you know, to Chris Goblin, to Antonio Brown, and letting them pick up yards after the catch, hitting Gronk on some quick seam routes, uh, and then, you know, running some play action to Mike Evans once that starts working, then, yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll slaughter Washington. But the problem with that is, what, is there anything that, that leads us to believe that Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich won't be stubborn and obstinate about their game plan? You look at the teams that they've lost to this year. Uh, four, so they lost uh, five games to four teams. Saints twice, Rams, uh, Chiefs, and the Bears. And all of those four teams, have, you know, besides the fact that they're playoff teams, have in common that they're upper-tier defenses, or at least defenses that can pressure you without sending a bunch of blitzers. And they can get pressure up the middle. Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, et cetera, et cetera. And that's my concern for this, is that Washington fits exactly into that mold of teams that can dominate you like that. Now, because of the Alex Smith factor and Washington's offense, which I don't think is great, clearly. I mean, I think everything bears that out, just the personnel, really. I don't think Washington would run away with this game. But I think if they can keep – if they can hit Brady early – and you start seeing him throw those like wounded ducks up in the air, like he's just like he's he just doesn't want to get hit. And he starts cussing out his offensive line and throwing it up high and and, it, and it dangerous throws. Then all of a sudden, I think Washington's got a real chance to stay alive. But yeah, I agree. If their game plan is smart and obvious, then they can bloodbath the, uh, Washington because they just can't cover all these receivers if they're hitting these underneath routes. I just don't know that Bruce Arians will do it. Um, okay, uh, uh, last thing. Uh... Florio put out there that uh, multiple sources have said Deshaun Watson floated the thought to some teammates that if, if the coaching change doesn't go the way he wants, he could ask for a trade. I, I, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers didn't love the coaching change they made. Two years later, they got the number one seed. Last year, they got to the NFC Championship game. And 
you know, look, you, you signed a deal that's bigger than anybody's deal other than Pat Mahomes. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't, I, you don't got leg to stand on me if, if, if you're Deshaun Watson. You signed the deal, you're the quarterback, you figure it out. Where are you and Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that completely. I also think there's a pretty low chance that the new Texans head coach and that new GM Nick Casario are going to show up and be like, you know what? We definitely need to get rid of our franchise quarterback who hasn't even started his extension yet and, uh, and totally reboot this. Now, if they get some like insane offer, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it would have to be because let's say the Dolphins, I saw somebody float this on Twitter because, you know, this is what happens, but it's like Dolphins offer the Texans number three back to them, the number three overall pick, plus the Dolphins first rounder and a second rounder and Tua. Maybe would you do it? And I think the answer is probably still no. I mean, Deshaun Watson profiles as a, like, if you were doing a draft of people you would take, NFL players you would take, if you're starting a franchise, Deshaun Watson is a top five guy. I mean, it's not top, I mean, yeah, easily top five. I'm trying to run through my list. But, I mean, you are, there's no way you're giving up the most valuable asset in professional sports for a couple of first-round picks where you don't know where they're going to be and, uh, and, and alienating your entire fan base in the process. So I think it is highly, as John McClain said, uh, great Texans beat writer, he has a better chance of being a Texans coach than Deshaun Watson does of being traded. It's a great stuff. Will Brinson, we did read his work or see him on CBS Sports uh, HQ or CBSSports.com. Will you the best? Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, dog. Talk to you soon, buddy. Dude, the pleasure's all mine. Will's, Will's a great dude, man. Really good, 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 good football, football guy. All right, we'll get to a game uh, uh, upcoming next, including one team I can guarantee will win this weekend the playoffs. Find out who next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what's the game today, my friend? Doug, the game today is... (laughs) I feel a draft. And what do you know? John Ramos has landed the first overall pick in the draft for teams you are most confident to win a wild card game this weekend. Doug, you are second again behind John Ramos. I will be third. Ryan Music gets the swing pick in this two-round, eight-total team draft. All right, who's up first? John Ramos, you are on the clock. The <laughs> John, team... you want to trade? No. For I think this is easy. This is an easy pick, so I'm going to take it. The Saints. Okay. The Saints. The Bears, it's not even going to be close in that game. The Saints are going to run out. It, it is the biggest point spread, yes. so it is the most obvious. Now, it should be pointed out that the Saints have lost their last, what, two playoff games at home on on controversial calls fairly, but their offense has also gone kaput. Uh, you can pick the Saints. That is I a will. solid pick. That is a, that is solid, a solid pick. I am confident. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, boy, this is. I have two that I really, really like. Um. Yeah, maybe even a third. I- I'm going to go with Tampa. Uh, the the only thing holding me back is it's uh, is on the road, uh, and it's you know, but it's going to be 42 degrees, so weather's not an issue. Not that Brady's bad in weather, but and uh, I, I I just don't see Washington able to score enough. I'm going to go with Tampa. I am going to take with the third overall pick. Seattle Seahawks. No, actually, I'm going to take the Steelers. The COVID yeah, situation bad. with the Browns. And the Browns are just not that good. Yep. Right? Sure. It's it's twofold. It's like, one, the COVID, and they're like, are they that good? Like, not really. And Pittsburgh's a little bit better than I think people pe- people thought. But, yes. I'm actually I'm shocked it lasted until Dan. I was holding out hope that it would somehow fall to four. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I think considering everything that Cleveland's been through, that would have been the obvious number one overall pick. But then again, John Ramos was picking first. So... <laughs> Uh, I will take, yeah, I'll go with the Seahawks at fourth. Um, wow, that would not have been my, okay. All right, so uh, now we, we can't do the snake because we don't have enough picks. No, well we, well, we do. We have 12, just most most confident. Like, like I could pick the uh, I could pick the Steelers if I wanted to right on the back well, side. Well, John, could, John could pick the Browns. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. J- he just wouldn't pick yeah. the Bears, just like you wouldn't pick Washington, Doug. Because, right, I got you. And then I'm going to okay. go with, uh, oof. I'm going to go with – I'm stuck between two. I'll go with the Bills. Yeah, that, that was that was my other one that I really liked. Philip <sighs> Rivers, although it's going to be decent weather, I don't see him winning outdoors against that Buffalo team. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'll take the Ravens. Um, Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the other side of that one okay. since I can still pick. I'm going to take Tennessee. Now, I do like the Ravens to win the game, but, like, Tennessee beat them last year. Tennessee has a lot of confidence. Uh, and, I mean, Tennessee is playing at home, and Baltimore has not won a playoff game with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. And and you get, I mean, look, I know this is not what we're talking about, and you would get three and a half points? Like, what am I missing here? I'll uh, take the so. Colts. Ooh. And they beat the Ravens early this year. You take the Colts. Yeah, I think the Bills may be too much from at the beginning here, like, like a deer in the headlights. Old Man deer. Rivers. <laughs> That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to have what's the reasonable expectations for Lamar Jackson against Tennessee this weekend? Well, have have that conversation. 
up coming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.